that's one thing that we did learn when we were diving into the multifamily business. Um, you need, you need a team, you need, you need good people all throughout the country and, and uh, that have that same vision. Um, you know, because some of these deals you're looking 50 million, 40, 30, 20. I mean, these are some, some big deals and, and you need, you need help. I mean, you need help taking them down and, and we're going to take them down. You know, that's, that's the, that's the end game, but we're, we don't want to walk away from a business that we learned and we know, which is the residential stuff, like having those checks come in every Every, um, you know, our goal is to do a hundred, at least a hundred a year. Last year, I think we did 25 deals this year. We're on board, I think to do close to like 40. Um, so we're ramping up, but, but the systems, it just, it, it helps. Hey, this is your host, Dan Wynn and welcome to the financial freedom journal, where we talk real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned with successful real estate entrepreneurs to help you on your journey to financial freedom. If you find value in this episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with a friend. Lastly, make sure to follow the Financial Freedom Journal Real Estate Investing Group on Facebook. We're building a community that's dedicated to helping you transact. Hey, how's it going, guys? This is Dan Wynn, and welcome to the Financial Freedom Journal. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is, uh, his name is Anthony Coletti. Uh, just let me tell you a little bit about him, about him and his partner, uh, Justin uh, Justin, and right now he's not on the show. Right now, uh, he just had a had a last minute uh, last minute switch up, and uh, but he's one half of the uh, Acquisitions Unlimited LLC, which is their investment team. Uh, they started over a little a little over two years ago. Uh, they met playing college baseball over there down there at uh, FIU, so that's pretty cool. And they're currently flipping houses in South Florida while working to acquire their first apartment complex. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Really, really appreciate you coming on. Really interested in hearing your story. Yeah, no, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. All right. So let's go ahead and kick this thing off. How do you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Like just, you know, uh, how did you get started in real estate? So, yeah, so a little about myself. Um, I started uh, like a lot of other, um, you know, real estate professionals in the business. Uh, I started as a realtor, um, did that for about a year. Um, that business taught me that I, you know, I didn't really want to become a realtor. You know, I kind of felt it out. I always wanted to get, uh, you know, involved in the investment side, fixing and flipping. So I felt that uh, becoming a realtor would help me understand the business a little bit better, which it did. Um, was able to do a couple transactions and uh, saved some of those, you know, most of those funds that I made from uh, those transactions and uh, eventually rolled them into my first deal, my first uh, fix and flip deal. That's awesome. So that's extremely interesting because there's a lot of, um, there's not a lot of realtors that also do investing, at least in my experience, the ones that I talked to, I'm sure you probably experienced it, experienced it as well. Um, a lot of uh, the realtors that I know don't really understand how to analyze a deal. And that's, that's crucial for, for investing. So how has that helped you, um, you know, in your investing ventures? Yeah, no, great question. Um, I think being a realtor, um, it, it really helps you zone in on, on finding the different comps and everything because that's basically to provide a good service to your, to your clients, uh, whether you're the listing agent or the uh, representing the buyer. Um, you know, listing agent side, you don't want your seller to, to undersell their property. And, and for a buyer, you don't want them to pay more. So that by, um, you know, I still use, I'm still an active realtor and I still use all those same tools um, the different softwares that they provide you with to pull comps and run numbers. Uh, but like you said, yeah, I definitely took it to another level um, when, it, when it comes down to figuring out 
the repair credits and all the value that needs to be put back into the house and then factoring in, you know, all the closing fees and all that, you know, a lot of, a lot of investors kind of, well, not a lot of, I would say a lot of new investors kind of, um, they don't look at the bigger picture, which is not only do you have to have, you know, a certain amount of money and reserves for the repairs, but you also have to factor in all the closing costs on the front end when you, before you buy it. And then all the closing costs in the back end and all the holding fees in there as well too. So yes, that's nice. And you definitely, as a realtor, you get to recoup some of those expenses that you would typically pay yeah, exactly. if you were just, you know, just a realtor, you could save that 6% or at least a, you know, 3%, whatever your, your ratio, you know, your split is. So that's yeah. cool. Um, so I guess a question from your perspective, from a realtor, realtor slash investor uh, perspective, why is it that there are some uh, realtors that just don't invest for some reason? They're, they're only selling houses. It seems like, I mean, yeah. I, I just would assume that, you know, if they're around real estate all the time, they're around other investors, people that are buying homes that they'd also want to do the same thing. So what's your input on that? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think about that too, man. I, I don't really have any rhyme or reason why. Um, same that, go, that goes for on the commercial side as well. Um, a lot of commercial brokers, um, they don't invest in real estate as well. And I, I never really understood that. Um, you know, the main reason I became a realtor was to learn more about the business, get more well-rounded to where when I was ready to get into an investment, I, I knew what was going on basically. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer for that one. You know, so. Okay. I was just curious, you know, I, I don't think I've ever asked anybody that too, but that's, that's always been, yeah. that's always, uh, I've always wondered that. Maybe so, there, you know, a lot of people are afraid to just jump in. You know, I, I've met and talked with a lot of people that, um, they basically, analyze it and learn and read and this and that, but they never actually dive in. And that's a very big, um, important thing. I mean, you gotta, you gotta jump in and, and then if you're scared to jump in, um, meet people and get around people that are actually doing it. And that definitely takes a lot of, um, this, the being scared and you know, all the, all the negative stuff because you actually talk with people that are doing it. So that's key. That's a definite, definitely key. I think I got caught up in the analysis paralysis stage. Some people call it analysis paralysis when you're yes, just yeah. kind of uh, mulling through deals, doing all the research, learning about what to do, but you never actually take any action. So most people call that analysis paralysis. Um, mm -hmm. I've experienced, I'm sure you've experienced it. And just like you said, reaching out and talking with other people that have, are actually doing it uh, kind of instills some confidence, right? I mean, at least that's, that's, you know, what, what, gave me that um, extra push to take the leap of faith, you know, um, sure. you got, do you have any experience with that as far as uh, were you ever stuck in the, you know, analysis paralysis phase for a while? Um, yeah, I was, I was, I feel everybody is. Um, and then I just started getting, a, I, I've started going to local um, realtor meetup groups. Um, this was probably taking it back about three years back now, maybe three and a half. And uh, like I said, I got around people that were doing it and I failed. I mean, I failed. I, I've gotten cursed out on the phone all the time, you know, <laughs> stop calling me. Uh, what that, what, what do you think? You know, uh, a lot of people in our market um, say, I'm sure it's a lot of markets around the country, but a lot of the same thing is like, Hey, that ship sailed uh, back in 2011, 2010. That's when all the good deals you missed out, like stop freaking calling me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and, and you have to go through all that. I mean, even, even still today after having the, I've been at it now on the investment side for about three years, a little over, and we still have, it's still the same thing, but you, you, you get better at qualifying people, your skin gets thicker and, uh, you're able to just roll with the punches, but it, it, it never ends, but, uh, you just learn to tolerate it. I feel a little bit more. So 
Yeah. Great, yeah. great input. So let's talk about your first deal. How, sure. how, how did that go? And uh, what was that like for you? How'd that change everything? Cause I mean, you start off as a realtor when, at, at what point, how long were you purely a realtor before you actually jumped into your first deal and what kind of helped push you over the edge there? Sure, sure. No, great question. Um, I would say, uh, just kicking it back a little bit for on, on a, as a realtor, um, just just being a realtor, I was grinding it out. You know, I had I had my other jobs as well. I didn't quit everything and just become a realtor. I wanted to still have some other forms of income, so um, I dabbled with a couple other jobs, and it took me nine months as a realtor, or yes, nine months as a realtor to close on my first deal. And um, I had a few more in the pipeline. And I, I think I became a, I got into my first real estate deal, I want to say about a year and a couple months into it. Um, so it, it wasn't long before I realized the realtor thing wasn't the route that I wanted to go. Um, but, but yeah, circling back. So my first deal was, um, was actually an owner finance deal. And um, the owner was out of state, I believe it was, a, it was, um, they owned two it was a condo, actually two condos that I, that I flipped first. Um, the game plan was to, to fix and flip one of them and have enough money to, to start the other one. And uh, long story short, I ran out of money for the second one. And, um, you know, let me take it back a little bit more. Those were owner finance deals. So that's why I, that's how I, I, I got the funding. Let's let's talk. Let's just dissect that just a little bit for, for those who are unfamiliar with owner financing. Can you can you walk us through that? What that looks like? Yeah, sure. I, I, I don't remember exactly what the terms were, but they were something along the lines of uh, they loaned the money. I think we put down somewhere around 10 to 15%, something small. Um, and we had a, a balloon payment after a year, we had to pay them back the full amount. Uh, so that gave us a good amount of time. And the interest rate was really low. I think it was around four, four and a half to 5%. Nice. Um, so, so basically what, instead of us getting a loan from like a hard money lender or the bank, the owner was the bank, you know, they owned it free and clear. They owned both condos in the same community. Um, and they, they just sold, they were just ready to not be a landlord anymore. And, and we put terms together with the title company. They, they wrote all the contracts out. And, um, you know, don't get caught up with, Oh, how am I going to write this? How am I going to make it all legal? Um, you know, get, get with a good uh, attorney and a title company and um, you know, they'll prepare all the documents, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I went in, and my numbers weren't as tight as they are now, basically. So that's um, to, to sum it all up. Um, I think I, I, I think we factored in the beginning to put like 20,000 into the property. It was going to cost us all in the first one. And I think it ran us uh, a little over like 35 because we didn't have a crew. We didn't have a team. We didn't have, we didn't know anything. You know, it was like, all right, we'll find a tile guy. We'll find a countertop guy. We'll find a, you know, we'll find a, person to do the showers the, the toilets the plumbing the electrical so it was like we were building our team at the same time and um, everybody wants to hear about the profit and or the loss so that particular deal um, the first one I think we ended up making I had a I had a different business partner at the time um, I think we ended up making about uh, somewhere about 15,000 so we made like 7,000 7,500 7, each and then the second one um, we had two at once. And the second one, we completely ran out of money and we were new in the business. So nobody really wanted to loan us any money. I didn't want to do the credit card route. So I ended up just listing that property on the MLS, just gutted. And luckily we got out of that one. I think we made, we ended up making probably like five grand on that one. So 
Um, we didn't, we, you know, knock on wood, I've never lost on a deal yet, but that <laughs> one was, uh, it was real hairy. Close. <laughs> but that, that's all good. Yeah. yeah, no. And I was going to say, um, you know, while, while we're on a topic, so the, the first, so the first three deals that I did were actually owner finance. And the third one was also a condo. And, um, I forget what it was. I, I think the third one came on, like it came to our radar while we still had the other two. Um, so we didn't, we were, we didn't have any money, but the third one was a steal. Like it was a really, really good deal. So I was debating at a point where I was going to sell my car and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs have been there where they're like, all right, what can I sell off to keep the, to keep it going and, you know, keep this deal rolling. And, uh, but I didn't, I didn't sell a car and ended up, um, getting the funds for that one. And, and, uh, yeah, my first three deals were all owner finance. So it's fortunate. I think that's almost every investor's um, game plan. So owner financing is awesome because um, not having to go through so much, usually you don't have to go through as much tape or red tape um, as you do with the banks or even with hard money. Um, usually, you know, the, the owners are, are typically, you know, the contracts are fairly simple and they usually get closed very, very quickly. Right. So, um, with that being said, that's what a lot of people are looking for, still looking for owner financing. Um, how did you go about finding that? How, how was, you know, can you share with us some ways to possibly find owner financing for those listening out there that want to, uh, to kind of go that route? Sure. Sure. Um, I would say there's really no right way to, to go about it. It's just, you know, look at as many deals as you possibly can. And then eventually, you know, what they always say is you throw enough stuff against the wall, eventually it's going to stick. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just one of those things where I had that in my mind, like, Hey, the only way, I mean, there's other ways, um, but I didn't know about them at the time, you know, just being a new, new, uh, investor. I'm like, man, the only way I'm going to get a deal is owner finance. So I kind of had that in my mind. Um, you know, while I was doing the owner or looking for the owner finance, I was also looking for, to, to do some wholesaling as well. Um, but it just so happened that the owner finance deals came before the wholesaling. Um, and, and then, I, then I started realizing more about like the wholesaling and kind of how it worked and I'm, and, um, you know, I'm thankful for that because, uh, you know, I, uh, that, that has definitely been a lot, um, more lucrative than, than, uh, a lot of the fix and flips that, that we've done, you know, so. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it was hard, it's hard to really pinpoint on, um, like how I looked and searched for it. I, I basically just looked for good deals and, um, you know, I, I knew I had to get creative on, on some of them. Um, the first three, believe it or not, um, were in, they were in 55 plus communities as well. Really? So, yeah. So the, the fact that, um, you know, the, to get funding on those is, 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 is nearly impossible. Um, to get funding on a condo is nearly impossible to sell and, is, is kind of hard too. like, to sell, well, down here, they, they sell in our market in South Florida, everybody retire. Yeah, everybody that makes sense. <laughs> retire down in South Florida. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're pretty good, especially this time of year, I would say between November and like, uh, April, early April, like whenever the snowbirds are down they're they're, they're hot, you know, and you know, a lot of people are buying them cash. Like we're talking, you buy them at 60 or 70 and you sell them at like 150, you know, right. Okay. In there. They're hard to find. I mean, it, we, I haven't done many of them, but you know, they're, they're definitely hard to find and nobody wants to fund those. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, this is something I could afford on the rehab side, but I can't afford to, to, to fund the whole thing. So I'm going to just ask everybody and their brother if they would want to own or finance. So. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's really, 
that's really interesting. Um, I, I usually hear a couple different things and you, you pretty much alluded to it too. So, you know, condos are hard to finance and then you also got the, the age restriction there. So even if it's in South Florida, it's still limiting your pool just a little yeah, bit to, of course. You know, to, to who you can market to or who you can sell to. Um, and then the third part with that, I, um, usually from what I've seen in those old, you know, 55 plus communities, uh, usually if you're not 55 um, or older, you can't even own that. So is that a reason why you did the, the owner financing? Um, no, no. I mean, we, uh, we still had to buy it in our name and we get approved from the board and all that, yeah. but a lot of communities will allow you to buy it under an LLC. Okay. As long as you put some sort of clause or write them some sort of letter that states that you're not going to move into the property. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, it, it makes sense for them to allow you to do that because it increases the prices and, and you know, you're, you're making it nice. I mean, you're the, I think the, the, the one that we did, I think it was like the second highest property that ever sold in that community at that time. And obviously the second one, we ran out of money. The third one, it was more of like a lipstick on a pig. You know, I just, Cosmetics. I didn't do much. I, I painted the cabinets, took the wallpaper down and, and just put it back on the market. It wasn't a full blown because I learned, I learned from the first one, like, Hey, sometimes you don't have to put granite countertops and new floors and baseboards and doors and this and that, like you can get away with sometimes just, doing a little something, something and, and putting it back, you know, cleaning that's, it up. That's, that's very, very true. It's something I learned as well. Just knowing yeah. your market, knowing your market and what, uh, what the sale price is going to be. So that's awesome. So I'm going to just back up just a little bit. Cause you, you mentioned something that, um, that I think is extremely interesting because it seems like they're, you know, two polar opposites, polar opposites, or at least I, I see a lot of friction between these two, uh, these two groups, wholesalers and realtors. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, Anytime I mention wholesaling to most realtors, they're like, oh, those guys, that's, it should be illegal, blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, wholesalers, you know, I think they, they actually they add a lot of value to, um, to investors and just, you know, the real estate community in general. Uh, but mm -hmm. for, for some reason, it seems like there's a lot of tension uh, between realtors and wholesalers. So with you being both, um, how, do, how does that work? And, and what does that, I guess, what does that look like for you? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I would say, um, it's kind of hard to answer that, but I, I'm more of like the investor like side of it. You know what I mean? So I don't really, um, yes, I'm a realtor, but I, um, I really play the hat of being an investor more. So I kind of have my license now, um, as I mentioned earlier, just to pull comps and, um, you know, see what the active competition is on the MLS to compare it to like, like we talked about the different finishes, um, that you're going to put into that particular property. Um, but, uh, and to like relist some of our properties sometimes to okay. save on the back end of the commission. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really do, um, I'm not really too much involved as a, as a realtor, anything that I get, um, you know, friends and family, I have other realtors that I refer the business out to. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, wholesalers definitely provide value. Um, you know, they, they, they find the deal, they help, uh, negotiate the deal. They basically, a lot of, a lot of times now what we do, a lot of, uh, things that take up a lot of our time is, is, uh, negotiating liens and, um, closing permits and, uh, you know, just basically cleaning things up, you know, and, um, and that's basically what you get as a wholesaler. That's what you're paid for. You know, you're paid to, to find the deal, um, to make sure the deal, we sell all of our deals, uh, you know, free and clear, uh, well, not free and clear, but, uh, what's the word? Yeah. Well, with no, with no lean. With yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tight, title, uh, clean title, yeah, clear title. Exactly. Everything's got, everything has clear title before we'll, 
well, we go ahead and sell it to somebody else. Um, and and a, a, lot of, a lot of times what we've been doing lately is actually closing on the property ourselves, um, cleaning it up, you know, taking the trash out, taking the garbage out, maybe painting it and then reselling it, you know? So it's, it's almost like we, um, half flip. Yeah. It, it's like a half flip basically. Yeah. Cause it, you know, what we've figured, you know, in, in our market, I'm sure, like I said, across the country, every, every, every hot markets, uh, you know, it's moving right now, I'm sure. So people are paying top dollar cause there's not, there's not, there's not good inventory. There's not good product out there. Um, so what we're doing is, you know, we're finding better margins on just closing on the property ourselves um, with, with the cash that we accumulated through the years and um, you know, just, just doing minor stuff. You know, we, we just closed on one today that we'll, we'll do some minor work to it and hopefully get it back on the market within uh, about a month, you know? And Excellent. Some the, yeah. Some of these full blown rehabs, you think it's a month, but at, at the end of the day, you're like, Oh man, we're, we're going on two, three months. Yeah. You bust one wall and you see some asbestos or something in there and they're like yeah, game yeah, changer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just had uh, one of our, one of our contractors on the last job. He, uh, he was nailing in the baseboards and he, he nailed it right into a pipe and then we had a flood and then had to take the drywall out. So it's, uh, it, that was, that was, that was a tough uh, learning curve there. So that's rough. That's really yeah. rough. So, um, so your strategy with this first deal, uh, you talked about, you got, you got the two condos at the same time, uh, 55 year old, com uh, older community you got a, a decent profit on it. You, I know you learned a lot through it. Um, what are some of those uh, lessons that you learned through that process? on that first deal? Yeah, sure. Um, I learned a lot. I learned, uh, first and foremost, um, always factor in <clears throat> at least, at least, uh, five to 10,000 on over the top of what you think it's going to cost you, you know, always have at least the five to 10,000 buffer on your rehab, um, estimate in the beginning. So say you have an estimate of 40,000 that it's going to cost you just in the back of your mind, say, okay, stress tested at 50, you know, God forbid it costs you 50. Cause a lot of a lot of our deals, um, stuff comes up. I mean, stuff comes up and, uh, you know, you may have to hold it longer, um, which runs you with more, uh, you know, you have, you have your holding cost, whether it's cutting the grass, um, paying for more insurance, uh, the taxes are more. So you got to factor in at least five to 10. That's the first thing that I would say um, on every flip. Um, another thing is make sure you have good contractors and make sure you have extra contractors in case those good contractors aren't good contractors anymore or they don't show up or something or they get busy with something else or you know there's a lot of things a lot of things can happen so make sure you have a team and then and then build a second team and a third team you know just um, what we did was we have a like we have a spreadsheet a legit spreadsheet where we go down like we'll have like plumbers electricians and we'll just have lists of them and um, you know we, we learned that the hard way because you know if, if that particular guy get sick. Even if, if that one contractor gets sick, say he gets sick and he's out for two weeks, that guy not only sets back that two weeks, it also sets back the next thing that you have behind that person. So everything gets pushed back. So, so that's probably the second thing that I would say is to create a spreadsheet and just have a list of all your contractors and, and make it, make it legit, like have the prices that they usually charge, um, their number, their email, um, you know, all that stuff, you know, make sure you're not scrambling for it at the last minute. If, if, um, John gets sick or something, you know, you, you, you have it there ready to roll. So big time. Um, 
<laughs> I think I think we've all been burned by a contractor a time yeah. or two, you know, <laughs> in the deal. Actually, uh, I got burned on my second deal. My I did a four unit of kind of from out of state, and okay. um, I, you know, I it was a lot. Of, I went through a lawsuit. It's like you know fifty thousand wow. dollar renovation, and uh, I went through a lawsuit. Did a lot of things. I, I made a video on it actually on ten ways to not get burned by contractors. Wow. So, so definitely check that out. If you're listening to some podcast, just you know look me up on YouTube, Financial Freedom Journal, and then you'll see that video there to help protect. Okay. Uh, you so that you don't get screwed over by contractors the way that uh, that I did, and I'm sure other so many other people have been, you know, screwed. It happens to it happens to to everybody at some given time. But you yeah. hit the nail on the head there. I think contractors are a super huge piece, you know. So oh, yeah, I mean, and it, it's going to continue to happen at the end of the day. Like nobody's perfect, and and uh, you know things things happen. I mean, if 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 you could find a good contractor though, um, definitely treat them right. You know, pay them pay them what they're worth and you know if if they do if they go in above and beyond um the things that you tell them then then recognize that and, and compensate them for it you know you know don't just say oh thank you because at the end of the day thank yous don't really pay the bills you know and, and and it's tough to to keep a good contractor so if they're if you guys align and like i said they do extra stuff and they go above and beyond and you know they give you ideas maybe give them a Christmas bonus or, you know, a, a, some holiday bonus or something that, that definitely goes a long way for sure. Big time. Even like little $20, $25 yeah. gift cards at food places, take their family out to eat. That's, that goes yep. a long way. It, it does. And then also referring them to other people as well, uh, referring that business. So that keeps them kind of loyal to you as well. If you can generate them more money. Um, so definitely hit the nail on the head, man. That's, that's uh, excellent information. Great input. Um, so did great on the first deal. Got some lessons learned there. Mm -hmm. um, so I know you've done a number of deal deals. You've done you know wholesaling. You've done some flips. Um, what is your what is your most interesting deal so far? And uh, what's what did you learn? Are, I guess your favorite deal. Um, and what did you learn from that deal that made it so interesting or made it your favorite deal? Oh uh, sure, yeah, good question. Um, I would say my favorite deal so far um, on on my own. This wasn't with a partner. Um, this deal I, I found, uh, you know, I was going to re uh, long story short, I was going to relocate to another area where I've heard good things about, um, where a lot of, uh, you know, real estate is starting to pick up and it's not oversaturated. Um, but, uh, I, I ended up not moving there cause it was, it was too slow. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't moving quick, quick at all. <laughs> and I like to be, you know, a lot of business going on this, you know, in and out quick. So, so anyway, so I was driving around up in the, it's probably about an hour and a half north of where I'm at now. And, um, I, I saw a house that was boarded up. Right. And, uh, you know, I quickly hit a U-turn, went back around in the neighborhood, uh, just was looking at this house, trying to get some information. There was actually a neighbor next door of that house. Um, literally the house right next door. And, uh, I go up to the neighbor, um, get out of the car, go up to him, you know, introduce myself and, you know, give my whole speech that I'm looking to buy some properties in the area. Um, and he said, I don't know about that neighbor. I don't know anything about that house and this and that, but the woman in this house might end up wanting to sell. So longer story short, ended up buying that house, not the one that was boarded up. And it was, it was the best deal that I've ever done. Um, you know, was fortunate enough to have some funds that I, I allocated with the first uh, three flips and then, um, you know, obviously the realtor money that I said, I, I made the commissions on that. So I bought that property myself. 
and um, you know, funded it myself and put the all the all the money in. I almost ran out of money and had to sell my car again on that one. <laughs> but I ended up I ended up pulling through it and um, and yeah, it it was it was it was the thing I learned that um, I mean I learned a lot on that deal. One one of them was to put insurance on a property, um, especially down here in Florida with the hurricanes. Um, I forget what hurricane came through. It was, it was probably, that deal was probably about two and a half years ago, maybe three. But at the time there was a hurricane, literally, um, you know, I'm sure you've watched it before, but they yeah. have, they, they have that cone prediction and it was literally going right over the house. That I, <laughs> and I had literally all my money sunk into that. Like I was, I was, I had like, I was, I think I was, I had to borrow some money from some friends and family to, just to keep that thing going. And I had no insurance on it. So if I looking back, I would, I would have probably put, um, you know, there's, there's like short term insurance that you could put on these flips and it's not expensive. Yeah. It's like maybe $1,500 or a thousand dollars for six months. Um, so that was the biggest thing I learned on that one. But, uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a really, it was a, it was a good deal. Um, just putting that one together. It was, uh, it, that's a whole nother podcast on how to, how I negotiated that one and how I put that deal together. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was a heck of a deal. Give give us the highlights of it then. Just give us a, like a little snippet of it. How, how you okay. put it together, how do you structure it? Yeah. It so like? I don't want to throw out any numbers um, in case, you know, anybody ever watches it, but, uh, but um, long story short, there was a thing called a life tenant that was living in the property. So the life tenant, the way it works is, life tenant basically could live in the property for the rest of their life as long as they keep the grass the upkeep I think they have to pay the taxes and you know the water bill the electric bill all, all that but they could live in it like the the thing thing about it they, they live in it rent free I guess and then and then when once they pass then the um, don't quote me on it I think uh, the beneficiaries end up getting the property right but the woman the 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 uh, the life tenant that was living in the property at the time, um, the way I kind of worded it to the beneficiaries was, Hey, this woman might outlive you guys, which they were, they were older than she was. And there's a good chance that you're not going to get anything. You know what I mean? Which they're probably, you know, there was a good, really good chance. Um, so I basically negotiated with um, the beneficiaries and the life tenant um, at the same time and was able to come up with an agreement of, you know, of what they wanted for the property. And, um, that's kind of in a nutshell, um, you know, how that deal worked out, but it was, it was tough, um, going back and forth, being in the middle, um, not stepping on any toes. And, uh, you know, I was, I was working that one myself, like I said. Um, so, so it's always nice to have a business partner or somebody that you can bounce ideas and call and, you know, cause this business is, it's, uh, you know, I'm sure you know, it's, it's wild. You know, there's days where you, you want to pull your hair out. Um, but if you have somebody that you can call your, your mentor, your business partner or somebody like that, it, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. But, uh, but yeah, that, that was that deal. And, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a great deal. Great That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. So it, it seems like, uh, for the first, well, the first couple of deals. And then also this deal, I mean, anytime I hear owner financing, that's just a form of creative, creative, um, uh, creative financing, right? So basically non-traditional terms, non-hard money, non-things. So I think that's, that's awesome that you've been able to uh, basically 
come up with creative ways to acquire properties. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> even though this one, it, you know, it seems like you put a lot of capital into yourself, but yeah. um, that's, it's still, still you're able to acquire and you're able to structure the deal to where it worked for you. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's really good. So I think a lot of people, a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of people out there that, that only know one way to buy real estate, right? That they don't, they don't know that there's an infinite number of ways to acquire assets, right? Um, they just know that one structure way, Hey, I got to go to a bank. I need to have 30% down. Some of them don't even know about like FHA or, or for my military friends out there, like VA loan, got to put 25, 30% down and then, you know, go to the yeah, bank. They have, they have some VA loans. I don't think you have to put anything down, right? Yeah. VA, like that's, that's, I'm, that's exactly what I've used it before as well. So, I mean, you can use a VA loan, you can buy a four unit home. So yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. with nothing down. So that's it's kind of, yeah, yeah, it's really wild. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but a lot, there's a lot of people out there that don't know uh, those little tricks and those little, not really tricks. They just don't know the benefits that, you know, that they're afforded. So um, mm -hmm. that's why I love having, you know, guests like yourself on to, to talk about that. Cause I've, me, myself, I've never heard about a, a life, um, like I've never heard of that before. Yeah, like, I, I never heard about it either yeah. until that one deal. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know if there was something like it. And they're like, yeah, that's 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 it's, it's called a life tenant. And yeah, that's that's how that deal worked. So huh. everybody was happy at the end of the day. You know, the, the life tenant, the beneficiaries, I was happy. You know, it, it, all, every, it was a win, win, win for everybody. That's good. That's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so um, it's kind of, I guess, wrapping up just a little bit. What are, if you had to give some advice to, um, to someone who's trying to kind of get to where you're at, who wants to wholesale, who wants to uh, flip, flip homes. Um, actually, I'm sorry, I'm going to backtrack one more time. I, I meant to ask you one other, uh, one other question before I got into that. Um, where, where are you at now? And in, or I know where you're at now, but where are you, what are you working towards? I know you said you wanted to buy some apartment complexes, but where are you at in the process and what are you looking to do? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Great question. Um, so right now, uh, Justin and myself, our main focus day in and day out is to scale up our, our fix and flip, you know, wholesale business. Um, and mean scaling up, meaning that we're right now we're undergoing building a system um, we were kind of dabbling. We weren't dabbling. We were still doing it full time, but we weren't, we didn't really have a business. We didn't have, um, any training formula for new, new hires. We didn't have really any scripts. Um, you know, we didn't have the basic structure of, of having a successful business. So we, um, let me re re rewind it a little bit. So about seven or eight months ago, um, Justin and I, since we started, we wanted to get into multifamily, buying a large apartment complexes all, all throughout the country. Um, so we kind of put the cart before the horse and, um, we started, um, or the horse before the cart, <laughs> you know, it's been a long yeah, I got you, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyway, so, so we were diving into the multifamily stuff at the same time, we were also doing fix and flips and trying to acquire new residential properties. So we kind of, um, put the multi stuff on pause right now. Um, we did, we did, however, invest passively in a, in a deal. Um, we invested in a deal in Phoenix. It was a 236 unit deal out there. Um, so Justin and I are, we're, we have a small uh, ownership of that. And then uh, we're, we're, we're also investing in a deal in San Antonio, Texas. I think that one's like a 320 something unit deal. Um, but, but also on the passive side, uh, we're trying to offset some of our taxes with these short term capital <laughs> you know, on, the, on the residential stuff. Um, but yeah, so our main thing we're doing right now is we're building out systems 
for our residential fix and flip business to where we could free up a lot of our time and then dive more into the multi stuff instead of kind of just dabble with it. And, um, you know, our main goal is to, to kind of do take our same philosophy and our same drive and hunger that we, that we do for hunting real, uh, residential stuff and roll that right into multis. So it's, it's kind of, it's a different game, but it's still the same drive and the still the same passion and, um, the same follow-up every, everything's the same in that, that perspective, but you just have to change up the scripts. So, so, so in a nutshell, um, to sum it up, we're building out the systems right now to where, you know, we're, we're bringing on new people we've hired in the last, uh, four or five months. I think we brought on four new people, three new people. Um, we have, we have some great, uh, virtual assistants that we're bringing on as well. Um, so we're trying to free up some of our time to where we can start hunting for these larger deals across the country. And, and we're using a lot of the proceeds from um, the fix and flip uh, wholesale business and rolling that right into the apartment complexes. Yeah, man. And that's, yeah. that's huge. The, uh, the moment you realize that, Hey, um, systems is re really what makes you money. You know, the, yeah, it kind of, it kind of sucks. Yeah. It kind of sucks making the system. Um, but once you make yeah. it and you start putting people in place, frees up your time to allow you to focus on what you're really good at and what your, what your primary goals are. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, it seems like, you know, you're creating those systems, you start, you talk some of the scripts, brought on a couple of VAs. I just recently brought on a couple of VAs as well. Cause you know, I'm not trying to edit all these videos. <laughs> so, yeah, no, VAs are great. It's great. So, it's great. They're great. Man. They're yeah. Awesome. yeah. So that's, so that's awesome. Um, that's really, really good to hear. Um, talking systems, what are some of the systems that you've created that, that are, that are, kind of helping and driving that, you know, driving, uh, your business further. Sure. If you had, if you had to just name a couple like key systems. Yeah. I mean, um, we're not doing anything too, uh, crazy that, that a lot of people watching this probably never heard of. Um, a lot of our stuff, what we're doing now is just through Google drive. We're creating, um, we're creating a, a folder in Google drive. Then we're creating folders within those specific folders. And then we're building it all out with the different, um, the different Google sheets. And then we're using the Google docs for all the scripts. The Google sheets is for, um, you know, part of it was the contractor thing, you know, built, having a Google sheet with all the contractors. Um, we're, we're, we're tracking more also now what we're doing that we really haven't done in the past. Um, we're tracking how much a lead. So like uh, we have a few different ways we generate leads and now we're actually tracking the, the lead sources to see how much, money we're spending on that particular lead source versus how much we're making on, on a deal. So we're actually building all kinds of systems, but it's nothing like um, we're doing it pretty much all with Google. We use Podio as well. Um, you know, we're, we're looking into some, some, uh, some other CRMs also um, to help field some calls and uh, to get more phone numbers, um, you know, to have different, different phone numbers on different uh, mailing uh, pieces to where we could actually track, okay, if they called that number, um, it came from this, this form of lead. So we're working on that, but uh, we're also making training videos. We're making uh, how to comp a property video. We're making, um, what are some of the other videos we're making? Uh, how to comp a video, how to write contracts, um, how to write addendums, how to, um, the different scripts, what to say when, uh, when a seller says this, or what to say um, when this may pop up or what's, you know what I mean? Just, Basic, we're like taking it all the way back to, to square one um, where we, uh, you know, the past where it's like, okay, we'll do all that. But at the end of the day, 
that you, you can only wear so many hats and, um, you know, we see ourselves growing into, into owning our, our future goal is to own thousands of uh, multifamily units. Um, yes. And then, yeah. Yeah. That's our, that's our goal for sure. And we're going to get there. It's just time and systems and, and meeting people like yourself, great people that, that see the vision. And, um, cause that, that's one thing that we did learn when we were diving into the multifamily business. Um, you need, you need a team, you need, you need good people all throughout the country and, and uh, that have that same vision. Um, you know, because some of these deals you're looking 50 million, 40, 30, 20. I mean, these are some, some big deals and, and you need, you need help. I mean, you need help taking them down and, and we're going to take them down. You know, that's, that's the, that's the end game, but we're, we don't want to walk away from a business that we learned and we know, which is the residential stuff, like having those checks come in every, every, um, you know, our goal is to do a hundred, at least a hundred a year. Last year, I think we did 25 deals. This year we're on board, I think, to do close to like 40. Um, so we're ramping up, but but the systems, it just, it, it helps. It, it really helps to free up time. So yeah, those, those systems are going to, that's what's going to make you, make you scale. I mean, um, for those out there that are listening, as far as the systems kind of think, um, you, you always want to, you want to capture, capture every single thing you're doing and then yes. be able to plug and play someone else and take yourself out of, out of the work. So just like McDonald's, they have an assembly line, right? They have a freaking chart. If anybody's worked fast food before, I used to work at Zaxby's. So this is why I know okay. this. <laughs> like when I was in high school or whatever, but you know the deal. So they have a little clean template toilet, there. Man. I clean toilets. Yeah, man. So they have a little template there um, okay. that shows you exactly how to make a specific sandwich. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. So all you have to do is plug one person in and they can do exactly that. And they get used to, to that system that you've already created. And it's so easy. You can take yourself out of it. And now, you know, now you're, now you're putting your time and effort towards syndication. I had to do the same exact thing, show people how to edit the videos and how to, you know, how I want people to take calls and how I want to, you know, reach out to other people. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's really, really awesome. I really look, really looking forward to uh, seeing you, seeing you and the team um, uh, build to that, you know, build to those thousands of unit. Hopefully I, I, I'm, I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right yeah, there with you. Guys, so, so, uh, down. Yeah. So, um, so now I'm going into the uh, kind of transitioning over to uh, mm-hmm. kind of capping it off here. But um, if you had to give some advice to someone who's trying to, like I said, get to where you're at, uh, they want to wholesale, they want to flip, and they want to eventually buy apartment complexes. Um, what is that one piece of advice uh, that you would give? Sure. Yeah, that, that's a definitely a great question. I would say, that, you know, I get that question often um, with a lot of new people trying to get in the business. And the way I always steer them, um, I, I just say, hey, get around people that are doing it. You know, go to your local, there's, you could go on Google right now and, you know, say you live in Hollywood, Florida, you could put um, you know, the, it, I would put the county, the county that you live in is probably better off. So it's in Broward County. So put um, Broward County local real estate uh, investor meetup and, and just go to those, call the people on the, on the thing and, you know, say, Hey, what's, what's these meetups like? What can you expect? Or just show up, just show up. And uh, you know, maybe your first time you kind of just sit back and you kind of just listen. The second time you go in there, maybe you, you kind of know how it, it all is and you know what everybody's talking about and saying and uh just go up to people people um you know people love to teach other people don't be scared to um, a lot of people get afraid like i don't know what the heck i'm talking about i don't know what i'm doing but just showing up and showing you know shaking their hand looking them in the eye obviously um dress dress the part when you're going to these meetups like don't show up in like the 
t-shirts some flip-flops and some shorts like look you know I always just wear like a polo with some dress pants tucked in with a belt and some dress shoes like you can't go wrong um and yeah just just ask questions I mean every everybody in that room at one point they didn't they didn't know anything so at, at the end of the day I think that's the most powerful piece of, of of message that I could give to people um you know another thing is I tell them to for the basic stuff maybe before you go to those uh local meetups um, get on bigger pockets. Anything that you could possibly think of, everything that we talked about tonight, it's all on bigger pockets. So um, those guys, uh, Brandon and I forget the other guy, but they they did a heck of a job over there with that uh, platform, biggerpockets.com, and uh, you can pretty much type in anything you want on there. And it, 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 there's forums and videos and everything you could possibly think of. So so maybe look on that first, then go to your local meetup. But don't wait. Don't go looking on those things for months and, you know, before you go to your first meeting, you know, do it simultaneously. So. Big time, big time, reach out, learn, you know, learn some things and then go out to the, to link up with other people. That's great, That's great, you. great information. Get a good mentor. So how can uh, my listeners uh, find out about you, Anthony, where can we find you at or where can we, uh, where can they reach out to you if they have any other questions? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, everything. So my Instagram is my first name, last name. So Anthony, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. Last name is Coletti, C-O-L-E-T-T-I, and a little underscore at the end. Um, Facebook, just Anthony Coletti, spelled the same way. Um, and all my pictures, I'm in a suit, so you can't miss me. <laughs> um, you, could, uh, you, could, um, you could call me, text me, uh, my number. Can I, can I get my number? Is that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, 954-347-5031. Um, even email me. My email is floridaoceaninvest at gmail.com. So I'm always open to, you know, talk with like-minded people and people that have passion about the business. You know, I'm, I'm uh, trying to give back as well. I've had a lot of help in my, in my career and uh, I feel it's, it's, it's important to give it back too, for sure. Excellent. Excellent. And, um, for those, if you guys miss this or you're driving and you, you want to find this information out later, the information, if you're listening to it on podcast, information is in the show notes. Um, if you're watching on the video, you'll see the information right below, his contact information there right below. So you can reach out to Anthony and his team and um, you can ask any questions you want to. For um, Additionally, for those that are listening on podcast, please uh, do us a favor, leave a review. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, um, be sure to like and uh, subscribe. Also, you can leave a comment there uh, below. If you have any questions, I'll answer. Anthony will answer. Maybe, you know, Justin might answer as well. Um, mm -hmm. And then lastly, hey, be sure to, you know, connect with us on social media. Um, and if you, you want to find some other great content, I know you're posting stuff daily, um, showing some of the flips that you're doing and things. And I think that's great information, sharing that knowledge with, with uh, others out there. So be sure to link up, link up with us there. Um, and with that, Anthony, thank you very, very much for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. You dropped some, some great gems there, uh, helping out our, our listeners. Hey, again, if you're listening, make sure to reach out to uh, Anthony. And um, yeah, that's about it. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. No, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Everything. I'm looking forward to, to working with you as well. I mean, uh, you know, we got the same vision with the multis and cash flow to depreciation. You know, the, it, it makes too much sense. Big time. Anybody, you know, anybody that bring on here that, you know, I'm looking to uh, continue relationships with, you know, so um, hopefully, you know, we'll get you on here another time. Once you, once you crush down that apartment complex or once we crush down apartment sure. complex, you know, we'll come back on sure. here and, uh, and give a rundown. So that's yep. awesome. That's awesome.
Looking forward right. to it. And if you're ever down this way in South Florida, you know, hit, hit me up. I'd love to, you know, you, any of your listeners, take you guys to lunch and sit down and uh, talk some real estate. Definitely, definitely. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, with that, this is Dan Wynn signing off. All right. Thank you.